0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Knicks, The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Cash money
1: records taking over for the '99 nine, 9 and the 2,000. <laughs> Manny Fresh. Baby, the big timers. Wayne. Juvie. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. We're inside the 1 o'clock hour. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is one of those quick shows. But, I mean, pretty soon uh, the Thursday night football and the Monday night football be over. Womp, womp, womp. And then we'll get. Really into some puck. I mean, this is my third season watching hockey. I'm learning more and more. I'm liking it more and more. I'm able to now watch other teams and other games. And I was watching a little bit of the Islanders, and it wasn't doing anything for me in the beginning. But then I saw they tied it up. Then I saw they stole it. And, man, I mean, I watched the whole Islanders game against the Devils because the Devils are my team. And then the Devils, I watched them beat the Flyers tonight in overtime. So we had two overtime wins from the local teams that just faced off. When you look in the standings, the Islanders are right there, right above the Flyers. The Flyers are right above the Devils. But the Hurricanes are a little bit above the Isles, and the Isles stole the game from the Hurricanes tonight. So I want to hear from Islanders fans that I feel like never really get to call the fan and talk on the fan. And here is Miriam from Forest Hills.
2: Well, if you want to know the truth, I'm very proud of them. They came back in overtime. Matt Barzell scored a goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the goal at the end, Spassianaho uh, from Finland, from Carolina, decided he scored with a second left. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh-oh. Then we go, like, you know, Tuesday. On Tuesday, the Devils won because the Islanders penalized themselves out of the game. And that bothered me.
1: Yeah, I feel <laughs> like the Islanders have a, have a few games they've lost this year that you wish they could have had back.
2: I know that that the Tuesday game was one of those. They had 42 at the end of two.
1: Stealing this one tonight's got to feel good.
2: Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Now, you have something happening. Tonight, the Devils play the Sharks, okay? Mm -hmm. If you win that game, you will go ahead of the Islanders in points. Right. Okay? If the Islanders beat Florida tomorrow, it'll be back and forth again.
1: Yeah, it's really close. Devils at 23 points, Flyers at 24, Islanders at 24.
2: That's right. And it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And this is going to go on. you know that in February there is Islander Ranger outside and Devils Flyers outside. Yes,
1: they were pushing the stadium series, which is coming up, at MetLife Stadium, February 17th and 18th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. The Islanders... Uh, we'll f- face the Rangers that Sunday, and then the yep. Saturday before that, uh, Philly will come up to face the, the, the Devils. Devils. Yeah. They just did a promo with Eli Manning and Sean O'Hara with oh, Jack yeah, Hughes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I want to go. I know I I, 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 I saw can. the tickets. When I saw the ticket prices, the tickets were like $800. I know. That, well, I'm not going to go. I'm going to listen.
2: I'm going to listen. Yeah, I don't uh, know if I'm
1: going because I'm damn sure not dropping 800 Yeah, I'm not. I can't. There's no way. I got a no, baby. No,
2: it's expensive. You can listen. I'm going to listen. And um, hopefully, you know, it'll be okay. It'll be fun. I have the, I recorded them. I have the Islanders Rangers game at the beginning of the, before the season, which were really good. Mm-hmm. And I have the, you know, what I like is that I can play it if I want it, you know? Yeah. And it's fun.
1: No, it is. I'm. I'm really starting to enjoy hockey. Uh, it just oh, like yeah. I don't know. It completely blindsided me over the last couple of years. I didn't know what I was getting into, and now I find myself watching NHL Network, learning more oh, about so. these different players, learning yeah. the game, learning like uh, I don't know. I just I've, I feel like I've had a chunk of my life that I missed out on. hockey. No,
2: no, you you learned. I learned over the years. Ever since the '70s when the Islanders started, I learned over the years. Now the one thing you have to know. Is that the junior tournament is coming up, where okay. they have the teams from different countries playing each other, and then you'll see young kids who will be the future NHL players. Mm-hmm. The best example I can give you is Connor Bedard, who right. plays for the Blackhawks. Right. Okay, he's the best one, and there's several others, but he's the one that stood out the most, I think. And there are others; there's several others. The Devils drafted a a kid from Slovakia who hopefully will come up and play next year because the juniors some of them are uh, 20 or under some are 21 and 22 so you get to see them
1: yeah i mean it's a it's a lot to learn It's a lot to pick yeah. up but oh it's fun it's fun it's i'm enjoying really it it's
2: fun it's wonderful fun i had one of the things i did as a kid i played knock hockey which is fun oh, of play. course
1: me which as is well is like, you know, I can't. So we had summer camp, and yeah. I used to run it up. We had yeah. tournaments, and uh, I was pretty decent. I was pretty decent at knock hockey. Me
2: too. I was one of the. Someone, asked, girls someone asked me
1: recently, Miriam. They're like, what, "What's your favorite board game growing up?" And I said, "Knock hockey." And they're like, "That me doesn't too. count." And I'm like, "Why does that not count?" It sure counts. <laughs> I guess it's not like Candyland, but no, no, it's something no, 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 that no, I spend no. a lot of time on. I wish I still had mine. And now I'm about to look on Amazon see if they still yeah, make they those. I don't
2: know if they have them anymore. One of the reasons that I could play is because you don't have to see. To play knock
1: hockey. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, Tell you can feel animal, it's a I small little tend... wooden board. They okay. They have it, but this isn't the knock hockey that I remember. The way this one looks. Oh, well, the... here they do have some like with the oh, red. Oh yeah, sticks. no, the
2: ones I had were standing up on the floor. They would stand on the floor.
1: Yeah, I'm about to get me one. There's one for yeah. 49.99. No, really another one. one for 99.99. I would love to like have one somewhere <laughs> when my son is old enough to play. Yes. I, I can whoop he, on him.
2: He's about four or five years old. He can start. Five or six years old, he can start. How's my How's Julie Tony doing?
1: Tuni's doing great. You how's know, she now she loved really? she she's uh, she's about to be three. Uh, um, she loves the tree like she can't <laughs> get enough of the Christmas tree. He, I,
2: no. She's Near
1: it, Keith. <laughs> well, it's it's a fake tree. <laughs> so, no,
2: no, no, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's not a real tree. So okay, she, good. So she no. beats up the ornaments. She climbs on, on the she different should, rungs. No, it's scary. You
2: don't want her to hurt herself.
1: I, I told her that last night because she does no. too much. Sometimes she'll fall out of it. And,
2: no, you don't want her to hurt herself.
1: No. Yeah, but she's good. I, I actually, <laughs> she's still on my Instagram. I, I, I don't know if people watch my Instagram, but uh, <laughs> I, I stay up at night, and I watch Sports Center until I can fall asleep. And I put on my Instagram story at 1:44 last night. Like this is all I do. I come home and my cat just lays on my lap on the couch and I watch sports. See Saturday.
2: that? Tiger's right here sleeping by me. He <laughs> just turned 12.
1: <laughs> just turned 12.
2: He, yeah, he's 12 years old now. He's a nice kitty. He is. Sometimes he's a little silly. If I take a piece of my blanket away, he hisses at me. But he's a nice kitty. And you know, how's a baby, he's walking.
1: Nah, nah, the baby's not even crawling yet. He's seven months going on, eight months. Yeah, uh, what, he's,
2: not, he's crawling now?
1: Not yet, not yet. He's he's like frustrated with himself because he can't figure it out. He can do like little push ups, but he can't uh,
2: actually uh-huh. move.
1: But he's he's great. He's becoming <laughs> uh he's starting to look like like a little boy. He's getting cuter and cuter. It's crazy to see a, a baby any words? evolve. Does he
2: talk? He says he...
1: uh ba 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 da 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 ba da gaga. That's okay. Yeah, he babbles. He babbles. Yeah. Yeah,
2: listen, <laughs> listen we're going to do more hockey, and it's fun, okay? Yeah, as soon as football's over,
1: I mean, the Jets and Giants, are their season's going to be over in like a week or two. I know. You know yeah, I'll I know. definitely bring the uh, puck talk on the fan because we have three teams that are competitive, that are interesting, right. that could definitely be in it, so why not?
2: It, why not? It's fun, isn't
1: it, huh? It is yeah. fun. I'm enjoying it. Miriam, thank you for the call. Appreciate you always. Uh, love the cat talk, love the hockey talk. And I know you're a legendary caller on WFAN calling in about the Islanders. Let's talk to David and Wes Babylon about the Isles as well. What's up, Dave?
3: Hey,
1: how you doing? Good, good. How are you?
3: Uh, I was there's a, couple, there's a uh, guy that should step up more. His name is Zekis. I want to see more Zekis in there.
1: Okay. What would you see you know? from him tonight?
3: Uh, he didn't really score any. He didn't really score tonight. So I want to see him step his game up.
1: Yeah, I was reading an article that was uh, published in uh, SB Nation about the Islanders game tonight, where they said that they were zombie-like, like that they they yeah. they slept through the game tonight, but still found a way to win. Yeah.
3: And I want to see because uh, JG Pajio had his first gold. I don't know what it was, but he needs to step up too.
1: Yeah, it can't always be Bo Horvat. Uh, can't be let's um, see other guy's name with the eight. Um What's his name? What's his name? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not a. I'm not an Isles fan. I'll get his name though. Let's see. Let's go back uh, uh, to Oliver Holstrom.
3: Yes. Yes. Um, Simon. Uh, Simon. What's that guy's name? We just got. Var. Var. Simon Holstrom. Varlamov. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Varlamov. Var, Varlamov.
1: Well, yeah. I got to watch some Islanders game. I, I The only Islanders game that I've seen is a game against the Devils. I got to watch some more Islanders games. I'm watching Rangers yeah. games now. I had someone challenge me to say, hey, learn some more about oh, the yeah. Rangers. And I'm like, I watched the Rangers, and I'm like, they're really good. The Devils are good. I think and, the Islanders can be good, too. They just got to pick it up. They got to play together and play better. For them to go into Carolina and steal that game tonight, yeah. that's that's good for morale.
3: Paul Merry scored, scored a goal for the Islanders tonight at X-Devil. Good.
1: I mean... Yeah, he's, five he's goals. Good. I like him. overtime win, and you you never know; these wins can lead to a string of wins. It can lead to just picking up the season. And it's so early in the season, man. It's it's still November. We're going actually; it's December first uh, today. So yeah. it's about to get real.
3: And they've been starting Velasquez a lot more than Sorokin. So I don't know about that.
1: Yeah. So what do he have? Thirty-nine saves tonight. Um, yeah. And yeah, the article I was reading it said they were, you know. Uh, they stumbled into this win while walking through the game like zombies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get through it, and I want to see—I want to see Scott Mayfield too more. He signed a big deal too this offseason, eight years. Yeah, I want to see Games over
1: there at, at UBS Arena. I want to see that arena one day. Oh, and I—I got to
3: get to an—I got to get to an, an island game because I was at one last year against the Sabers.
1: Yeah, I mean, three I'm sure it's game. a nice place to go see a hockey game if it's brand new, state of the yeah. art. It's just far yep, from and I'm from doing, I live in
3: Jersey. I'm, I'm doing a season on my PS4 with the Islanders now, too, so.
1: So it's lit for you. <laughs> Thanks for huh? the call, David. I said it's lit for you. He said he's doing a season on his PS4. Man, I haven't played video games in so long. I was doing a live yesterday while I was in here, and uh, somebody asked me something about um, – the video games, and I was like, yo, to be honest with you, bro, I have not played video games since I was 12, and it was funny, because my mom was in the chat, and she verified the story for me, I was like, when I was 12, I had the PlayStation, I had the N64, then PlayStation 2 came out, and I remember Microsoft coming out with Xbox, and it was like, Xbox, and Christmas came, and my mom's like, listen, you know, do you want me to buy you another game console, and like these $50 games? Or do you want me to buy your clothes? And, like, you know, we didn't really have that much bread. So for my mom to spend, like, $500 to $1,000 on Christmas, I was thinking, and I'm like, ah, do I want to be on the game like that? Or do I want to be fresh? Do I want nice sneakers? Do I want these throwback jerseys? Do I want these fitteds? You know, these tall tees. And uh, I opted to have the clothes simply because the clothes leave the house and the video games don't. And my downstairs neighbor had the brand new game and my next door neighbor had the brand new game. So I just kept playing the old game and I go play at their house. And then when we got on the bus, I was fresher than them. And that was the end of me playing video games. I never owned a video game console again. And I think that helped my life because I definitely would have wasted a ton of time on the sticks. I definitely would have wasted a ton of time playing video games. Instead, I was outside playing sports And now I kind of play social media like video games. Social media is fake to me. I call it fake life. It's not real. People are on there hiding with their fake names. It's all a game. The algorithms, the posting, the trolling, the things you do. Uh, Social media is my video game now. I have not been on uh, Xbox or any of that. But when my son turns like five, that's when I think I'm going to get back into the video games. All right, let's get back into the actual show and the calls. We spoke on the Knicks game. The Knicks beating the Pistons. I was looking at Monty Williams coaching the Pistons. I'm like, man, life comes at you fast. Monty Williams was two years ago uh, coaching Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, Brooklyn Nets players, on the Suns in the finals, right? I saw Kevin Knox on the Pistons back at the Garden. Um, I'm watching that Knicks game, and I'm like, there's no way that the Knicks are going to lose this game, right? Like, the, the 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 old Knicks would lose that game. The old Knicks would find a way to lose that game in the Garden to the worst team in the NBA, a team that I think they've lost like 10, 15 games in a row or something like that. They're, they're terrible, but the Knicks find a way to pull that game out. Let's go to Eli Muncy on the fan. What's up, Eli?
4: Yo, Keith. Yo, what up, Keith's Eli? Keith, the bleacher creature. How you doing? You know, I was at the garden today, and I got to say, it wasn't like that Luke, that warm breeze out in the, and the bleacher creatures, but. <laughs> No, you know, but there's there something was, about there that somebody, air in the garden.
1: There's something about that air in the garden. It's definitely different. That's what
4: I was going to say. There, there was somebody named Marcus Sasser. He was trying to be the Madis, Madison Square Garden Reaper and Assassinator. But uh, Monty Williams kept him on the bench. He was cooking the Knicks, and he was hitting three-pointers all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they took him out at the end. I wanted to see him you know, try to challenge the Knicks. They couldn't really move the ball at the end of the Pistons. It was an interesting game. You know, um, yeah, it was it was it was a fun game. I didn't expect it to be competitive, but yeah, that's just for the Knicks. What do you what do you think their ceiling is? You know, I don't know, RJ Barrett, a little inconsistent, Randall, you never know. What do you think their ceiling Bro, is? Bro,
1: tonight was all about Jalen Brunson. Like Jalen Brunson in a game where I guess, you know, the Knicks aren't playing that well, or let's say uh Julius Randle is, is not doing it. I mean, Julius Randle had twenty nine, he was a plus eleven, so I don't want to pick on Julius Randle, but like Brunson going out there, he was a plus 11, had 42 points, played 40 minutes, had eight assists. Like, Brunson is ridiculous to me. When I see this little guy going off like that, I just I just didn't know he was like that at all when he was playing with Luka in Dallas. What's their ceiling? I think they're one of the top teams in, in the East. Uh, they, they proved that last year in the playoffs. I think they're being slept on in this in-season tournament. There's something to be said about chemistry. There's something to be said about coaching. There's something to be said about reps and being in a system. I mean, Tibbs obviously wasn't pleased with tonight. I saw a quote from him. They asked him what the Knicks could have done better tonight, and he said just about everything. But a win is a win is a win. Win ugly. It's another win. The Knicks are 11-7. and seven. They're 6-3 and three at home.
4: I got you. And by the way, I want to shout out to my boy Aaron. He came in from Tom's River. He met up with me at the game, so I just want to shout out to him. He's listening right now. I wanted to touch on the Jets for a second. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, I know he said even if he get re injures he'll come back next year, but honestly, between me and you, if he re-injures that, we lose next year. Last I checked when Matt LaFleur came in, you know, the first year wasn't the smoothest. You know, it's not a given that he's going to come in and things are just going to click. With all that risk and, you know, the potential reward, I would just say, you know, close close up shop for this year, give us a chance next year. If you re-injure your Achilles at 40, I don't think you're coming back from that. What do you think?
1: I just I don't I don't know, man. I'm exhausted with this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like it's it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. It's like uh, it's sidewinding. I feel like he's a master manipulator, and I'm done I'm done, you know, I'm done making the guy out to be the villain. You know, this guy talked about how he cried on September twelfth, the day after the game, and how he chose to attack his rehab. I feel like they do so much of you know, trying to repair his image, right? Because with the season, you know, going down the drain and Timmy Boyle starting and people pointing the figure the finger at Nathaniel Hackett and Lazard being scratched last week and Randall Cobb being on his roster, they're like, it's his fault, it's his fault. It's Aaron Rodgers, it's his ego. You know, it's his karma that he brought over here. It's Aaron Rodgers. But then now, like I said, you see the video of him uh, picking up the phone for the Jets ticket sales and he's back around the team and Rob Salas talking about he loves the team. And he's practicing, and he's picking guys up, and whatever, man. If this guy can, you know, push himself to some type of limit where he wants to play, and he says he's not going to be 100, but what's there to lose? And uh, he even said something today that I just was like, this guy is different, man. And he's just nuts. Like they asked him if he was worried about returning behind this offensive line, and he said no. And he said like it's it's the quarterback's job to like get us in the right position and be ready to go. I'm like. You're, this guy is a, a madman. He's nuts. He's different than anyone we've ever seen or heard in the NFL. And I guess one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time acting like, yeah, I'm just going to come back with my leg at like 70% and play if we're still in it. But it's still, to me, Jedi mind tricks It's still what c was calling the power of belief, right? They're not all the way out of it. If they beat the Falcons this week, they have a glimmer of hope. So I guess it's a way to try and get the players to play up against a subpar Falcons team, and you know maybe Aaron Rodgers can play but you can't you can't risk it uh i think it was Francesa. i just saw a take from Francesa online who was talking about like you know the circus and the laughing stock that the jets would be if they actually brought him back he plays and re-injures himself and just just even putting that on the table i think is is nuts
4: yeah i totally agree and just a couple more things uh you know, when you see Giannis, you know, he's kind of unsmooth, a little choppy, kinda of like carrying the ball, taking three steps. When I was at the garden tonight, I just felt like Brunson is getting away with a lot of these carries where he like cuts the ball, he <laughs> takes it one way, he does I don't know about it. they're letting they're letting these players get away with a lot
1: these days. What do you think about that? I know they don't really call that carry though. Like they don't really call that when the when the guys kinda like like cup the ball or get under the ball a little bit. It's not called. So it's, it's, it's fair game. And, I mean, comparing Brunson to Giannis, I can't stand watching Giannis's game. I can't stand watching Giannis play. <laughs> Me too. I, I feel like they call a complete different game for Giannis. He's a bull in the china shop. They let this man play football out there because they're just in awe of, like, you know, his size, paws. Like, they're just, they're just in awe of, like, how, you know, how massive he is out there playing basketball. Brunson is the complete opposite. He's a little guy out there, and he, he's very polished. His skill set, his footwork. Getting to his shots, like I I can watch Brunson play all day.
4: Oh no, he's super silky smooth, man. He's he's MVP candidate, no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, and he's a steal for what they what they got him for.
4: That's right. All right, thanks, Keith. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Have a good night.
1: You too. Thanks for the call, Eli eight seven seven three three seven six 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 six. Let's get another call in. Juan, you're coming up next, but I'm trying to find the exact quote. From Aaron Rodgers, bro. He's just different. He's just a different type of dude. And, like, I'm I'm not – I'm done on the, like, hating on Aaron Rodgers or blaming everything on Aaron Rodgers because I get it. You know, the guy didn't know he was going to get hurt. It's out of everyone's control that he got hurt. He talked about crying the whole next day and thinking about going into darkness. And I've joked about, you yeah, why don't you fall back? Why don't you fall into your darkness retreat? But he's a human being, too. He had hopes and dreams and aspirations for this season, just like the Jets fans. And it didn't It didn't work out. It didn't pan out. But uh, I just think he's nuts if he risks. But he, he doesn't look at it as a risk. He doesn't look at a risk. So Zach Rosenblatt said um, Aaron Rodgers on if he'd have any hesitance coming back with the state of the Jets O-line. He says not really. The quarterback's job is to make sure everybody gets on the same page, get the ball out quickly. There's been some up and down play with the line at times, for sure, but you got to make the system work for you. He alluded to a game a few years ago where the Packers against the Bears, um, where the Packers played the Bears and Green Bay had one center and four guards and he threw it 60 times. So this guy has played so much football, watched so much football. He doesn't look at football like we look at it. Like I look at football as a violent sport. I, I even refer to it as a war, as a battle. Like these guys are um, modern day gladiators. He looks at it as. All right, as long as I can protect myself, which is like, you know, fight off incoming guys and not just be a sitting duck and not be vulnerable. Um, I know the protection. I can get us in the right protection. I know the plays, and I can get the ball out quickly. And if we're still in it, right, if they win the next two weeks, and I feel like I can do that, I'm going to play. Like, he he doesn't, like, lose hope, which I, I I admire in a weird way. Like, until they're mathematically out of it, He's still keeping this going. Juan is in New City. Juan, you're on the fan.
5: Hi, Keith. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
5: I'm doing great. Uh, This is actually my second time calling to the fan. I've been a big fan of yours, by the way, for a long time. Really? I used to listen to the fan way back when Joe Beningo was doing the uh, overnight. uh, I'll tell you. From the get-go, man. I love your energy. I love everything that you're about. Um, I don't particularly like the teams that you
1: like, but at
5: the same <laughs> yeah, time... I don't,
1: I, mean, they, you know, I picked them long before I ever thought I'd get on WFAN. I picked them before I even knew what WFAN was. Except, right, the, except and, the Devils.
5: I'm a Devils fan. I grew up in the Bronx and I'm a Devils fan. Okay, then I, I, we have I'm, that I'm a, in common. I, I'm... I I was born in the Dominican Republic. I came here when I was 10 years old. I am a Mets, Jets, and Devils fan. And for the life of me, everyone that I tell that to looks at me weird every single time. (laughs) Yeah, they can't put it together. Yeah, and most Yankee fans look at me like, you grew up in the Bronx and you're a Mets fan? How come? And I'm like, well, I saw all that winning and I wanted nothing to do with it. I just wanted to do could do my own thing. You know? Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> everybody has their
1: own rhyme or reason and story and I, I mean I could tell my stories of how I became mine, like and I always love fandom is your own. Let people enjoy things. However Correct. you fan, be a fan.
5: Correct. Absolutely. So uh in regards to Aaron Rodgers, I was so much on the train of him coming over than being a Jet. I, I th- This reminds me of when, like, Brett Favre came over and became a Jet, and I was on board 100%. Uh, I kind of got quickly to understand after the Jets went 8-3 with Favre and then the wheels fell off that he really didn't want to be here because if he really wanted to be here and he really wanted to be a team player, he could have sat out and they might have made the playoffs, and he could have been healthy, and we could have made because that team was legit, that team had potential, but because he did not want to lose his consecutive game streak, right yeah, it hurt the team like he he was above helping the team because he wanted to do his own personal accomplishments. Ahead of the team, and I'm like, oh man. So now, here comes Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I love Aaron Rodgers as a Jet. I wasn't a big fan to him of him prior to that, but I love the fact that he bought into the team and he wanted to be here, right?
1: The yeah, it's way different, happened. way different vibe than than Brett Favre, and that's why I said I'm like. Sometimes I don't know what to believe. I don't know if he's being a manipulator. I don't know if they're trying to repair his image. Right. But now at this juncture, I think it is genuine because the guy is one of the richest guys in the history of the NFL. The guy is one of the all most right. famous guys in all of sports. He could right. just be in California at his Malibu mansion. He could just be completely gone. But no, he's showing you, hey, when I committed to come over here from Green Bay, it was a dream. It turned into a nightmare, but I'm trying – to like get something out of it, I'm trying to like bring some type of light at the end of the tunnel by being around, by bringing some hope, by bringing some morale. And if I can walk, and I can get a light job going, and I keep rehabbing, and, and you know, they talked. This guy was talking about you know how he's been drinking bone broth because he studied what all right. he studied what Kobe Bryant did to come back from his Achilles injury. So I'm like, well, all right, this guy is like like that committed.
5: One hundred percent sold. Yeah. yeah, he was 100% sold. Look, um, I'll, i I'll, I'll, I'll finish, like I'll, you know, like finish it off with this, right? Like um, if he was coming here just to get a paycheck, we will, we would have all seen that already. Right? The fact that he was in a video and Sauce Gardner was presenting him with a gold diamond crusted chain. The fact that he was willing to do that
0: yeah. actually
5: showed you they're in the room. They're how the- much? Yes, how much he wanted to be a part of his team.
1: There's, there's he a lot a- of things going, to, going to the yes. plays, going to the Rangers game, the Knicks game. Uh, that's what I said. Yes. I'm like, it's, it's day and night from what we heard in Green Bay. I don't know. I can't really Correct. put a finger on the guy. Some days I'm like, this guy's egotistical, all about himself. Other days I'm like, no, this guy just wants to be a part of something. And specifically Correct. the Jets. And if you're a Jets fan, you got to love that.
5: Correct. Absolutely. Now, the fact that he brought some other players and maybe like Daniel Hackett with him, I understand. It, it, it's it's kind of like, all right, I got to, you know, have a sexy girlfriend, but at the same time, I got to take the baggage that comes along with her, right? It's yeah, like
1: her loud form, friends, right? her fat friends, yeah. her obnoxious friends right. that talk too much. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. The fridge,
5: <laughs> basically. <laughs> 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 the fact that we're minorities and we want to understand that thats awesome, right? Uh, so I, it, you know, in the end, like I, 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 it, I I've been a die-hard Jets fan for over thirty years. I love my Jets. I've seen. A lot of losing, not that much winning, obviously. It is what it is. It happens, you know. Uh, it's like what I tell people. Like-
1: <laughs> it's all good. Um, but thanks for the call, Juan. <laughs> like I was letting you go, but sometimes it gets late at night. We get too comfortable. And we forget that there are children staying up late to listen to KM to 2 a.m. This is a time where we should take a break. 877-337-6666. If you'd like to get a word in before we wrap up in the next 25 minutes, C-Mac is in here. You know C-Mac is going to do his thing. I've got a couple calls. People still want to talk Dallas Cowboys, Aaron Rodgers, of course. I'd like to get a word in on Austin Adams. Who is Austin Adams? Find out right after this break. Let's hit it.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus.
1: Varsity Blues. You remember that movie, right? James Vanderbeek. Beek. Johnny Moxon. I don't want your life. Fire that freaking pig skin. Tweeter. Billy Bob. I know I've said this on the fan. I watched that movie before every single high school football game I played. When that movie came out, I think I was 12. And my brother was 22. And so all of his boys got together. And I think they had a couple beers at the crib. And then then they dipped out. And I'm like, where y'all going? Like, oh, we're going to see Varsity Blues. And I asked my mom if I could go. And my mom checked out the movie. I think it might have been rated R. And she's like, no, there's nudity in that movie. You can't go see that movie. And I'm like, what? I can't go with my brother and his friends? Like, I used to. My brother's 10 years older than me, right? So I used to. Always try to tag along. Um, If you're a little brother out there, you know what that's like. Like, just wanting to be, you know, in the older group. Ten years is a big gap. Um, But I remember, you know, my mom saying no, and I cried. I was so upset. And then I didn't actually watch Varsity Blues until I was, like, 14 or 15. And (laughs) it became, like, I got it on DVD, and it became, like, a ritual for me. I would come home from... High school from freshman year to senior year on a Friday before Friday Night Lights and watch Varsity Blues as a ritual of something to kind of just like, all right, decompress, uh, come come home, chill, done with school. We got a game tonight. Uh, I've got a certain amount of time until I got to go back to school for the game or go back to school to get on the bus and go to the game. And, yeah, that was a ritual for me, watching Varsity Blues every single time because when I was 12, my mom didn't let me go watch it with my brother and his friends, and then it became like one of my things. I don't know. You know, just a little background story, just a little thing to add. 877 337 6666 If you don't get on with me, you'll get on with C Mac. Uh Austin Adams, I wanted to speak on. That's another addition that the Mets have made. It's not gonna wow you, but it's in line with what they're doing. Austin Adams, I think, is 32. He's a veteran. It's another arm that they're adding to the Mets bullpen, which the bullpen for the Mets last year was terrible. How you know much worse can he be? The numbers aren't that impressive that you see from him. He had a 5.71 ERA in 2023, um, but he's coming from Arizona. Arizona just was in the World Series, and you're not paying this guy that much. He's 32 years old. Uh, I look at it as another deal, a one-year deal. I know people are calling like the Severino deal a lottery ticket. I guess you could say it's a lottery ticket, but it's not a lottery. Lottery tickets, like if you hit the lotto, you hit big. I, I think it's like a, it's like you take a flyer in the in FanDuel or something. It's like a prop bet. So here's another prop bet on a guy like Austin Adams that I think falls in line with a Joey Wendell and a Luis Severino. It's a one-year deal. It's not a lot of money, but it's adding a veteran to your team with a potential high upside. And I just think it's a clear sign of the direction that the Mets are going in under David Stearns. It's the exact opposite of the moves that were made under Epler and Steve Cohen the years before. If you need any other uh, indication that Stearns is in the building and he's going to add veterans to this team that are low cost and potential high reward, low risk, high reward, here's another one. Here's another guy that it's like, okay, it's not going to wow you. It's not going to break the bank. It's not a blockbuster, but it's a guide to shore up the team um, and potentially help a weakness of the team. 877-337-6666. We've got calls for the Cowboys, the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, Yamamoto, the Giants. Let me take my last calls, these last 15 minutes I have on the fan. Dwight Asbury Park. What's up, Dwight?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I, was w- w- I was listening to the game on the radio uh, you think you think your boy Stephen A. gonna probably bleed a hype about your about Dallas?
1: No, you know what he's gonna say, right? Oh, they almost blew it. You know they're they they're, they're you know just wait till they play a better team. They they beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks don't even have their running back. The Seahawks should have won that game, but the refs. You know the refs blew it for him, and he's gonna find every excuse to discredit Dak and the Cowboys and act like they're not one of the better teams in the NFL and that they don't have the potential MVP in the NFL. And that's fine. I don't listen to Stephen A. Not not my favorite guy.
2: Yeah, uh, once, well, the, is, I think it was a C- Seattle had three shots at um, getting into the end zone. And no, on no, the third one, they finally got in.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the play calling tonight, I, st- I literally still have a headache. I cannot wait to go to sleep. Watching that game, With the decision-making, the play calling, and the amount of start and stops from penalties, I was like, this, it's a good game. It's an exciting game, but this is a headache. All
2: right,
1: dude. I'll do it to you tomorrow. Appreciate you, bro. If you're in Asbury Park, Ocean Township this Saturday, I'm at uh, the Outpost this Saturday in the afternoon, 2.30 to 4, with Jose Trevino. So it's a gym in Ocean Township. I'll be doing a little event out there for Yankee fans. I I'm making them up. Appreciate you, All Dwight. Right. You just made me think about that. I gotta plug that. I gotta push that out there. So if you went to Stone Pony, uh, June sixth, when we had, or June fifth, maybe it was when we had Paul O'Neill at the Stone Pony, and I hosted that event. We're doing another gig similar to that. It's not obviously like the Q and A, and Paul Paul O'Neill obviously is a Yankee legend. So we were able to like get like 200 people to come to uh, the Stone Pony, which is also a legendary spot. But there's a spot called Outpost Jersey Shore in Ocean Township, where I'm literally from, went to Ocean Township High School. Kenny Pickett, you've heard the whole spiel. But Jose Trevino, the Yankees all-star catcher, platinum glove catcher, he'll be signing autographs and taking pictures on Saturday at Outpost. My guy Frank Luna set it all up. And I'm pulling up, too, to do an appearance as well. But it's more about Trevi than me. His birthday just passed two days ago. We're going to celebrate his birthday. He's going to sign some autographs, some collectibles. And it's just good to get a good Yankee vibe this weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm included because it's in my hometown where I grew up. And I'm sure there will be some people excited to meet me. So if you want to meet me, if you want to just come through, talk Yankees. If you want to come through and meet the Yankees catcher, we'll be there 2.30 2 30 to four o'clock it's called outpost Jersey Shore it's uh 1701 Valley Road in Ocean Township I can't wait it's just gonna be cool like I'm gonna have people there that I grew up with I'm gonna have family there I'm sure um and I've you know I've already met Trevino I, I I met him out at the all-star game I've kept in touch with him he's a Dallas Cowboys fan I just think it's gonna be a cool little vibe this weekend on December 2nd as we go into the winter meetings December 3rd and Six. Mark is in Englewood. What's up, Mark? You're on the fan.
4: Hey Keith, how you doing?
1: Good, man. Um, Thanks for calling.
4: I was wondering, do you think uh, Joe Biden could play for the Nets? I mean, like, if not, he's Joe Biden. The
1: Joe Biden play for the Nets? I don't know, man. I mean, some of you guys, like, you call, you wait. It's one forty-five in the morning. And you're like a temp at a joke is, is weak. It's such a miss. Joe Biden play for the net. I'm trying like I, that. Like, got any more brain busters? That one just like that one just threw me for a loop. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Joe Biden can't hoop. He could barely talk. He's old. The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets barely let Cam Thomas play his first game back. The best score on their team. What are we doing? What are we talking about? The call said Yamamoto. I thought the guy wanted to talk Yankees. (laughs) I was ready. I was ready to have the whole Yankees discussion about how winter meetings are coming up. We're going to get closer to knowing about Yamamoto. We're going to get closer to knowing about Juan Soto because winter meet. Like, come on, the winter meetings are this weekend, going into uh, next week. I can't wait because next week when we're on the fan, we're going to get some actual breaking news, some real stuff. I guarantee it. It's the winter meetings. A lot of these guys like to get signed. During that time, a lot of these guys like to, you know, figure things out. The winter meetings, I've never gone to winter meetings. I should go one year. The, the year I was actually going to go was coming out of the fan cave because they do this, like, um, job fair. If I think it's in Nashville this year. But if, you, if you're ever trying to, like, break into baseball, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a blogger, whether you're a journalist, whether you're just, like, trying to work at baseball, the winter meetings, they have a job fair where you can meet. You know, in any market, you can meet the GMs, you can meet the right people to, to hire you, and it's just one of those baseball hubs. I won't call it a baseball festival. All-Star Game is the baseball festival, but this is like the off-season meeting of the minds, and there's a lot that goes on in winter meetings. I can't wait to see Yankees Hot Stove. That comes back on Yes Network December 4th. My guys at MOB Network, I got to actually hit some of the producers and people at MLB Network. I know they're cooking up some stuff. Um, they're they're going to be covering... The winter meetings nonstop, and we'll be covering it right here on The Fan, too. It's it's, going to be a good week next week with uh, the football that we have, with the baseball winter meetings we have, with the basketball teams, and the in-season tournament that the Knicks will be in, and obviously with the puck, with uh, three of our teams being competitive and and making some noise in the NHL. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Tom on Long Island. Tom, you're on The Fan. Hey, what's going on, Key? What's up? What's
6: up? I promise I'm not gonna ask you about presidential figures on the Yankees or anything like that. I mean, all. you
1: can, but it's just got to make sense. We're doing a show here. We're live. There's a bunch of people listening. Like Joe Biden play for the Nets, and then like in the background, they're like, "Like, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard Salakata tell somebody to take another hit of the bong." <laughs> I'm like, "Who's ripping the bong during the midday?" That's what they're doing right now. (laughs) Oh,
6: they rip it all
1: hours. Yeah, it's legal. It's legal. I heard Morash talking about the legal weed and some of the stuff. I guess it's legal, so they're ripping the bung all all hours and calling the fan. Yeah, that's
6: how it goes. But uh, I just wanted to chime in on Aaron Rodgers' talk. I I find the situation we're in as Jets fans just kind of hilarious, the fact where they're on the brink of, Pretty much being eliminated from playoff contention. You have Rodgers possibly coming back somehow, some way. I personally don't see it going where they're going to be able to make a run like they seem to believe. But the fact that we're in the situation now where if we're looking ahead to April in the draft, the Jets are once again going to be falling into the top 10, making a pick as we've seen so many years previously. Do we believe or even trust this regime to possibly? spend another premium draft pick on a quarterback after what we've seen transpire with Zach Wilson. And do we think they're going to use that pick maybe on something that will help now, which they didn't do last year. You know, we brought in Will McDonald, who I think is going to be a great edge rusher alongside Jermaine, but he doesn't see the field that much. I'm they really tweet, man. To they the go.
1: Will McDonald pick, they flinched at, at that time. I'm looking at the screen right now at Jackson Smith and Jeeba. And watching this kid play tonight, I'm like, this kid is an NFL receiver right away. He played at at the same school with Garrett Wilson. They could have had him. They're going to use that first pick this year potentially to shore up the offensive line because I think they could get one of the best offensive linemen. And the story with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is always, they they didn't ever help him. They drafted defensive guys. They drafted uh, Jordan Love. So... If the first year you have Aaron Rodgers, you drafted Will McDonald and Aaron Rodgers only got to play four plays, this whole offseason has to be geared up to protecting Aaron Rodgers, putting weapons uh on the offense with Aaron Rodgers, stacking the deck around Aaron Rodgers. I think that first pick, they're not gonna take a quarterback.
6: I I believe you gotta go that route as well. The you know, my expectation or hope as a fan is, you know, you have it's it's a, not to cut you
1: off, I and I know be. people always say that with the host, but it's a deep enough draft where they could use a third round pick and get a young quarterback. There's yeah, enough no, there's I, enough I, quarterbacks coming in this draft. There's enough receivers coming in this draft where, you know, the first round pick, I think you get an offensive lineman that's just a surefire guy that they talk about from high school to college. This guy is uh just a road grader, a hog molly, a beast up front that you can plug in and start in the NFL. You get that guy to protect Aaron Rodgers. Then as you get into the second round, you, you go get a weapon as far as a receiver that you can put in there and make plays. Then maybe in the third round, you you look for the quarterback of the future because somebody's going to fall. It might be like a, I don't know, a Sam Hartman or a Spencer Rattler type, but there should be somebody there that's better than Zach Wilson.
6: hundred <laughs> percent. And, you know, not for nothing, we've seen how these, Top 10, top five picks for the Jets have worked out a quarterback. You might as well wait a little bit later and get the pieces up front that that guy's eventually going to need. I think Joe Alt out of Notre Dame would be a great pick, but my fear is, we're going to get to that point, and they're going to bring in maybe a David Bacchiari from the Packers, which seems to be the whole theme mm, of last He was off hurt season. this
1: whole year. You, I just you can't
6: keep imagine going. Imagine him on that MetLife turf, man. No, I
1: know. no, he was one of the main people talking about the turf. You can't keep going with these old, injury-prone guys and then being surprised when they get hurt.
6: Yeah, and not not to derail, but that's another thing. I can't imagine them going into another football season knowing how bad how many players got to speak out about the conditions on that field? before? It's they a league-wide thing, too.
1: I know it's bad at MetLife, but it's a league-wide thing, too. The NFL makes too much money to have these guys out there on turf uh, when they could have grass. They could have a more natural playing service, service across the league.
6: 100%.
1: percent you got
6: to protect your players. That's the greatest aspect. But thank you for taking my call, man. You're doing a tremendous
1: job on the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling, Tom. 877 I didn't mean to disrespect Sam Hartman. I don't think he's going to be a third-round quarterback. Spencer Rattler, maybe. Maybe he's a fourth-round quarterback. I'm looking at Tankathon, and let's see. I think, where do they have Bo Nix? They have Bo Nix going 43rd overall to the Raiders. I don't know if the Raiders are taking another quarterback when they have Aiden O'Connell, who's played decent enough for them. Bo Nix, I like. Oh, that just reminded me. I cannot wait. I'm on at 7 p.m. At 8 p.m., we get the Pac-12 championship. The Pac-12 championship is Oregon versus Washington. I will be glued to that and hosting the show on a football Friday. I'll have some guests, but I cannot wait to watch Bo Nix versus Michael Penix Jr. later tonight. On the fan. You're going to hear me talking about this game while I'm hosting the show. We're going to talk NFL, of course. But if you're a Giants fan, why would you not be watching Bo Nix versus Michael Penix Jr. in the Pac-12 championship, which is probably going to decide the Heisman as well as the winner of the Pac-12. And uh, the team that wins it will be in the college football playoff, I believe. But these two guys... Between Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., these are two guys that you could potentially draft. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. I think will be a first-round pick that the Giants could take, but also uh, Bo Penix could be there later if they want to use a second-round pick. Last call of the night goes to Russ in Norwalk, Connecticut. Russ, you're on the fan. Hey Keith, how
5: you doing tonight?
1: Good, good. Thanks for calling. Long-time
5: Giants fan. You know, I went to the first
1: game this year. I left after the first quarter in the pouring rain. I, I went Giants to the, I went to that first game too. I stayed all the way until late in the in the third quarter. But, you know, I was on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, I was at the last game against the
5: Patriots, and uh, it was a good win. You know, at the end of that game, it goes to show you that the coach hasn't learned how to manage a clock still after a year and three quarters of coaching football. Uh, He's a wonderful coach when it comes to relationships with the players uh, for the most part, but not not so much game management strategy.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I agree. It, I know. agree. They lost that Giants game or that Jets game, and you know what? We've seen coaches stumble there, Rob Sala, even Mike McCarthy. It's it's something that you only can get reps in in-game. You can't simulate it in practice. You can only get those reps <laughs> Correct. in live action. It showed, it showed a lack of intelligence, and it also, like at the end of that Patriot game, no one's
5: talked about it. If I would have called timeout with 35 seconds left at that spot, because if he makes the field goal, now you have two timeouts coming back the other way. So I'm not sure Gable's the long-term answer here to get us over the over the hump. So <laughs> maybe, maybe they were
1: tanking. Maybe they were trying to lose. Uh, players don't tank. The Giants aren't tanking. Stop saying that. I, I got a lot of a lot of flack for that this week because we put out a clip where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to use the T-A-N-K word anymore with the Giants because I know players are going to compete. They're not going to tank. But, man, lose out. And it won't be crazy if the Giants lose to the Packers, the Saints, the Rams, the Eagles twice. It will be good for you. And no one's going to say, oh, they tanked. They're just going to say they lost to teams that were better. All right, I'm out of here. C-Max coming up next. I'm back on at 7. We'll have a good football Friday. See you then.